Good morning, friends, and welcome to a Hasty Podcast. I'm your toast, Weston Hasty. You're listening to a Hasty Podcast. That took me a while to say correctly. I just kept, I kept saying just the dumbest stuff over and over again, and none of you had to hear it. I, I cut it. I, I cut it out of the podcast to correct myself, and now I'm bringing attention to it, which seems like the thing that I shouldn't be doing. Because it's not like you heard it or anything. Hey, we're you're listening to AST podcast, and uh, yeah, we're available on a d- bunch of different things now. So as per usual, we're still available on Anchor and Pocket Casts and on Spotify, as I've mentioned before. But now we're also available on Breaker and on Radio Public. Yeah. It's pretty exciting stuff. So if the if that is your jam, uh, we're available at those two things as well. Uh, the Breaker one is at breaker.audio forward slash a hasty podcast with hyphens in between a hasty and between hasty podcast. A hyphen hasty hyphen podcast. <laughs> and at Radio Public, it's at radiopublic.com forward slash a hyphen hasty hyphen podcast hyphen 60ZD3B. I don't know, man. I'm not in charge of those links. I'm not in charge. of. Maybe one day we will have links that make any lick of sense, but perhaps not. If you need help getting to any of those, you should be able to find links to all of those places on my Anchor page, though, at anchor.fm forward slash hasty podcast. Even if you don't want to listen on Anchor, you want to listen on one of those other places, you can go to my Anchor page and get a link to any of those other locations. And that way you can follow on your preferred podcasting platform. Yes, that is a thing. Maybe eventually I'll have an actual web page I can direct you to uh, as well, like specifically for just links to all the different places. Uh, Maybe we'll do that eventually. It's still very much like I'm making all this up by the seat of my pants, right? Just as I go day by day um, and doing just whatever I can every day to to figure out how this kind of thing runs. And I'm kind of okay with that. I'm okay with running this experiment just kind of like totally, I I think, in this very slapdash amateur uh, sort of style because that's the world we live in now. We live in a world where things don't have to be squeaky clean, professional, uh, zero flaws, as if it's run by some giant studio with trillions of dollars and and a a touch of of Disney magic or something to make the world run. You can just be a regular Joe Schmo, right? And create things for the internet. It's amazing, and that's exactly what I'm doing. It's just me here making a, a podcast on the internet. I do other things as well, but it doesn't have to be me. It can be anybody. That's the beauty of the internet and living in like the 21st century that this type of thing is so accessible to anyone. It's kind of amazing. I mean, if you've ever considered doing it yourself, I say just go for it because you're not going to know if you like it until you just go for it. And if you don't like it, then you can just drop it <laughs> and then it's, it's fine. It's, it's, that's the, I don't know. I don't know what the lesson is there. I don't know what I'm rambling on about. I hope you do. I hope you know better than I do. Coffee update. I still have my uh, creamer. I'm still working my way through that. I 
I swear, I have to be almost there. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to be done with this. <laughs> with this creeper. It's not bad. I'm just ready to move on with my life. I cannot believe I've been drinking this for a month. We're a week into November, everybody. This is episode four of A Hasty Podcast. Can you believe it? I can't. Um, I have to admit that as of recording this, I, I woke up super late to record. It's a Saturday when I'm recording this. You should hear it tomorrow on Sunday. So it's a weekend and I don't work. So I could sleep in and not feel bad about it. But you'll recall from the last episode that I talked about one of the whole premises to doing these this podcast is to force myself to wake up and create a routine for myself. And I've screwed the routine already. I tell you what. I tell you what, it's hard to it's hard to change a lifestyle. I'm not gonna give up on it though. I'm not gonna give up on it. Um, I know I stayed up too late. I get it. I get that. I get that. That's part of the reason why I slept in too late. But I did wake up briefly when I was supposed to, and I'm like, oh, five more minutes, and then, you know, two more hours later or so, <laughs> we're 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 recording this super late. It's not really that big a deal in terms of like getting the podcast out or anything like that, but. Why is it that Morning Brain, Morning Brain Weston, is such an antagonist, an evil supervillain, fighting against my 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 my, my true intentions? <laughs> Why? Oh my goodness! But um, ourselves being our own worst enemy aside, I figured today on today's episode we were going to talk a little bit about YouTube news. And, uh, like, I have one news story for you guys. You may have heard of this already. I've got one news story, and then I'm going to talk about just kind of popular games and my, my, my thoughts a little bit um, on YouTube. So, kind of like in the Let's Play sphere. But first, news. First news. I've got some news. You may have heard of this. Um, I heard about it a few days ago, but I haven't had the chance to really mention it to anyone. And I just recently kind of looked into this news because I heard, I heard like a headline. But here it is. I got some more information for you. Baby Shark. You familiar with the one? Baby Shark? Do, 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 do. You heard of Baby Shark. You know what it is. You hate it. We all hate it. Baby Shark has become YouTube's most watched video of all time. That's right. Let that sink in for a god dang minute. <laughs> I remember... I remember when I, 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 maybe I have the details wrong, but I, if I remember correctly, I remember when the first video to hit 1 billion views, right, was Gangnam Style. You remember Gangnam Style? That South Korean uh, song that came out. I don't know what any of the words are except for Gangnam Style and Hey Sexy Lady, because it's in Korean, right? There's a, there's a few words in English. It hit a billion views back in 2000 and like, I didn't look this part up, but I think it was 2013. A billion views is the most watched video on YouTube of all time. And it was an absurd video. I remember when that video came out. Don't worry, we'll get back around to Baby Shark. <laughs> I remember when Gangnam Style came out and it hit a billion views. I remember watching it uh, when it was actually like at 200,000 or something like that. So... Still, like, those, that's a decent number, but, like, kind of early in the relative scale of things, right? 
I remember watching it and thinking it was an absurd video. One, the, the music was like upbeat and I can't say, well, yeah, kind of catchy. And even though I didn't speak Korean, so it's not like I could sing it, but it, you could tell that it was a very fun sounding song. Lord knows what he was saying, because I'm not Korean. But, uh, and the, but the music video itself was also absurd. It was so absurd. It was like you didn't have to know what the guy was saying to enjoy the video part of the song, right? It was just so absurd. Things are exploding. There's a man dancing in an elevator. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. And I remember thinking clearly that it made sense why this video blew up. And the question kind of became, well, how often now, now that Gangnam Style has opened the floodgates for being the first video to hit a billion views, how often will we start seeing other music videos? I mean, I'm sure it's going to be rare, but how often will music videos hit a billion views? Now, I don't remember how many videos now have reached that because once once Gangnam Style became kind of the first um it wasn't really no one was really tracking who the second was the third was it became a race at that point to just say well who's got the most views and despacito 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 held that title for a good long time for a good long time which is one that i kind of surprised me because the video is not nearly as exciting in my opinion uh, as Gangnam Style's video, although the song itself was extremely popular, and in English, so at least around me, like in America, it made more sense why that one was more popular, whereas I have to imagine Gangnam Style must have had a much broader uh, uh, um, foreign audience? I don't want to say foreign, because that's international, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> it's not foreign if you're just from the country that I'm talking about. It would be Anyway, international is the word I was looking for. A very wide international audience. Um, it made sense, but Despacito here in America made sense, because, well, it's not even in English, is it? It's, it's, it's actually mostly in Spanish. That's the thing. It had some English in it, but it was in Spanish, and Spanish is a more popular language in America. So in, here in the States, it made sense why it was more popular of a song, but I wasn't ever sure why it was so popular as a video. Needless to say, needless to say, it would be now, the year of 2020, the year of basically anything being possible. It's been like... It's been a few years of anything being possible where nothing is normal, where the points don't matter, right? Baby Shark, number one, sitting at 7 billion views and some change. 7 billion views! This is the thing, right? When I looked at Despacito and Gangnam Style and trying to figure out like what made those songs popular, what made those videos popular, I had all kinds of guesses about international audiences, popularity of language. Not Baby Shark. Baby Shark's in English, although it's made by a Korean company, if I remember correctly. Uh, Pink Fong, I think they're I think they're South Korean, I believe so. Seven billion views for this freaking video, and the thing is now, the narrative in my mind is completely reversed, is completely flipped. Right? It's a it's a song in a video not watched by adults. I don't think I know an adult ever that has said that they like the song. Sure, it's catchy. We may have sung it. You may have caught me 
freaking mumbling it to myself because I've heard it or something because the song is literally cursed or something to force people to get it stuck in their heads. It's some sort of earworm, right? Seven billion views. The the thing is, I don't know. I don't know anything about kids. I don't have kids. I don't have children. It's got to be kids watching this song. And it's intended to be that way. It's intended to be a kid's song. So obviously children are listening to this song, are watching this video probably multiple times, probably many, many times. And that's the thing. That's the, that's the thing with YouTube right now is that I have this kind of like concern that children's content on YouTube is just overtaking that of adult content. And I, I've, I've got thoughts on that, and we'll get to that in here just a little bit. But speaking of Baby Shark, I'm reading this BBC article about <laughs> this news update. Um, BBC News. Baby Shark becomes YouTube's most watched video of all time by Mark S Savage. Man, what a name to report on sharks. Savage. Uh, they mentioned that if you had listened, because of the length of the video is like four minutes or whatever, if you have seven billion views and you listen to the song like in a row, like one view at a time, it would take th over 30,000 years to listen to this thing. That's, that's how many times this thing's been played. It's been played for 30,000 years, basically. <laughs> and uh, interestingly, BBC says that... Um, that they estimate that the song's made about $5.2 million on the song, which is kind of interesting because that's not a very good CPM. It's not very good. Uh, it's, it's interesting because you have to imagine that at 7 billion views, anyone that makes a YouTube music video, they're not doing it to make very much money on these music videos. <laughs> Because at 7 billion views, the fact that they could only make about $5 million off of it, which I don't I don't know where BBC gets that information unless Pinkfong has said so, because usually usually if you try to find that information online, it's, it's from dubious sources. So I don't know where that info comes from. But money aside, money aside, it's just absurd. Uh, this it's, it's it came out in 2015. It's, I think 2015 in five years, seven billion views. And now the question is going to be, what what is going to ever top Daddy Shark, Baby Shark, whatever it's called? What's going to ever top that? I do like. I wanted to read this to you. There's this section in this little article. It's addictive. Quote do 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 end quote hook and fishy dance moves became a craze in South Korea. I like how the way everyone describes this song is by saying do do do, but like on paper on words in the article, it's just the word do over six times over or do do three times over, and I'm like this is this is the world we live in. This is the earth, this is the timeline we live in now, <laughs> where we describe popular songs as do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> it's absurd. I, I just wanted to share that news with you. Baby Shark has 7 billion views. Um, it's also been a bit controversial, uh, apparently, apparently last month. Uh, I learned this on BBC just now, apparently last month. There were some prison workers in Oklahoma that were using it to torture prisoners in prison by make, making them like stand against a wall and listening to Baby Shark. 
So literally, we have this 7 billion viewed popular video that adults hate so much that it has, is now in the center of a, of a, of a prison torture uh, uh, controversy, which honestly, I think probably stands. That does sound like cruel and unusual punishment to me. It's absurd. It's absurd. But uh, children seem to love it. And my biggest concern with that is that it's clearly for children, and it's so huge, and I think it's going to send shockwaves down YouTube. I'm going I'm to sip some coffee here. Now, this is, this is why it interests me. So I make content on YouTube, especially for Let's Plays. I make Let's Plays, and I stream games on YouTube. It's a fun hobby. I, I haven't really described it in depth here on the podcast. It's a fun hobby of mine that I picked up after leaving high school many years ago, another lifetime ago. I picked it up because, you know, after leaving high school, anything that I was involved in for extracurriculars were kind of over, and I needed a new hobby. I needed something to do. And recently, um, I had been watching a lot of Let's Players on YouTube. This is back in, like, 2012. And I thought to myself, I could give that a try. I could try that. That looks fun. The premise of not just playing a game, but also turning it into entertainment kind of leans into, one, I like playing video games, but two, I like creating things. I like making things. So uh, vi uh, videography, I feel like that that's a really fancy term for what it is I do, but video editing skills and that kind of thing and figuring out how all that works to create a piece of entertainment. Uh, for YouTube seemed like a cool project at the time. It's something that's stuck for the last several years, and I like to think I've d gotten decent at it. Decent. You know, as an amateur, I'm not like, I'm definitely not pro. I'm not professional, right? But um, I think I've gotten pretty decent at what, I, what it is I do. And I spent quite a bit of time on YouTube, and it's interesting the type of content, looking back on it, the con type of content in video games that has been popular, and... This will probably come as no surprise to some people. Maybe it'll come as a surprise to others. Because it depends on what sort of echo chambers you live in, what kind of camps you live in. I have a list of the top live games being watched on YouTube right now as of me recording this podcast. This list changes a little bit from time to time, depending on the day and the time that you look at it. But uh, you have a lot of your usual candidates up here at the top. And... I just wanted to point out that the whole children's content thing has me a little concerned. But now that I look at the list now, maybe my concern isn't founded. Maybe it's not. I'm just, I don't know if a, a lot of you are familiar with the COPPA uh, controversy here on YouTube about YouTube's use of children's information and data on the platform. I'm not going to go too into depth with it. Uh, in this podcast, it's a little outside the scope of what I have to talk about. But suffice it to say that YouTube was collecting data and earning so much money on children watching videos on a platform that ostensibly, according to the terms of service on YouTube, you have to be at least 13 or older to even use the platform. Uh, YouTube was basically knowingly uh, collecting data on children that they knew did not comply with that and were making tons of money on it and bragging about it to investors and then eventually eventually got sued by the government here in the States, the FTC, to uh, not do that anymore because it broke uh, COPPA law. So 
anyway, YouTube knows that children watch videos like crazy. They make up a huge portion of watch time here on YouTube, make up a tremendous number of views, if not made clearer now by this new baby shark phenomenon sort of toppling over the most viewed video of all time on YouTube. That's that's why I keep bringing up children, because it just has me concerned the direction that YouTube is going in. We have this new direction where content creators for the platform need to be f uh, family friendly. They say advertiser friendly, but years ago, before the adpocalypse, it would have been considered family friendly, but YouTube likes to push around advertiser friendly. But it comes down to the same thing. You have to be squeaky clean. You have to not swear. There can't be gore or violence. There are exceptions when it comes to video game violence, but the exceptions are kind of just arbitrary. So it depends on what you're playing. It's like, is it cartoony or is it like horror? Are you playing Fortnite? That's got violence and it. it's got guns. Or are you playing Call of Duty? Oh, that's got blood and stuff. That's bad. It's too realistic. So it depends. It kind of depends. And the things that do the best on the platform are things that seem to be explicitly made for a younger audience or are otherwise accessible for a younger audience. I'm looking at the top live games being streamed right now on YouTube, and I'm actually very surprised. All of what I just said, I, I, I was going to talk about, but now that I'm looking at the top list, uh, maybe things are changing a little bit, or maybe just uh, young people are watching more mature stuff and making it popular. I'm not sure. The number one most uh, watched live streamed game right now on YouTube is this game called Garena Free Fire. And it's been number one for a long time now. And it's kind of funny that no one talks about it, but it seems like to me, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but everywhere I look, it seems to be specifically more popular in Spanish speaking or Spanish related speaking countries, like maybe Portuguese or something like that, kind of like the romantic languages. Um, so it's got a very large international audience. So I wonder if that's why it doesn't get talked about a lot because it's been mostly ignored by anywhere I would get news from as an English speaker. So maybe it's a much bigger d deal if I go say into Mexico. Maybe there maybe it's well known that it's like far more popular than PUBG, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or Fortnite. It's more popular than Fortnite on YouTube. Because in, in America, I feel like everyone's like, Fortnite this, Fortnite that. But on YouTube, Fortnite is down the list underneath PUBG and Green of Free Fire. Pretty consistently. Fortnite's basically exclusively a Twitch phenomenon <laughs> in terms of popularity and streaming. Um, in Green of Free Fire, I remember I've played the game exactly once because I was begged to play it by a young viewer on one of my streams, basically, that... I know they're young because young viewers will freaking tell you that they're young. It, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. If you have kids, by the way, if you're listening to this, you have kids, tell them tell them to stop telling people how old they are online. They'll do that. I try to run a stream that is like at least rated T and above. I, I don't want to stream to small children. But if a small child ends up on my stream, they'll tell you. They'll tell you in stream chat, I'm nine. I'm 11. I'm eight. Stop it. Don't do that. One, stop watching or something. Or if you're going to watch, don't, don't freaking tell me about it. <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> I don't make children's content. Um, or at least I try not to. Anyway, so Green of Free Fire I know is popular. But I don't entirely know if it's popular with kids 
or adults or somewhere in between with like teens. But it is a shooter game that is basically like PUBG or Fortnite. It's it's actually more realistic in the sense that where it's like player unknowns but battlegrounds, but with some Fortnite influence. And it's available on mobile. You'll see that a lot of these games that are really popular are available on mobile. And if there's anything I've learned being on YouTube over the last several years, when a mobile game is popular, it's because kids are playing it. Kids love mobile games. They don't have access to gaming PCs. And oftentimes, they're not playing consoles as much as maybe some of us as adults now as we played as kids. As a kid, you could, like, I, when I was a kid, I couldn't play games on mobile, right? There were some options, like, starting to make their way out, but there was limited data plans, and everything was, like, trying to cost money, and it was, I, I don't know, mobile phones were not fun to play on because they were the keyboard-type phones. Mobile gaming on f phones had not hit its stride until smartphones, in my opinion. Um, and now, kids though, kids have access to phones and tablets. They're getting phones and tablets before they're getting consoles, let alone PC games. So in my experience, when mobile games are really popular on YouTube, it's because a ton of kids are playing them. And Garena Free Fire came out exclusively on mobile first. And I think you, I think you can play it on PC now? I might be wrong. I might be wrong about that. I, I think a lot of people are emulating it on PC, which is a little bit more advanced of a, a maneuver. But it's definitely a mobile game. And uh, second, as top live games, Minecraft, a game that is, is, is played by everybody, but very accessible for children to play. So you've got that. Grand Theft Auto V is the third most, and that's a game that is kept popular by its online community somehow. I don't understand it. I don't understand how that game's not dead. I'm going to skip over that because it doesn't fit my narrative. <laughs> Fourth most popular is PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, but specifically PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds Mobile. So again, the mobile version really taking off. And then right now, Sekiro and League of Legends are number uh, five and six, which is a bit of a surprise actually on YouTube that League of Legends is kind of making a move up here towards the top and Sekiro having this weird resurgence. There might be some popular YouTubers playing it right now. I'm not sure. Maybe it got popular over October because it's kind of like a darker themed game. So those kind of making a surprising uh, comeback on YouTube la uh, lately because next up is Among Us as well, which I know has been extremely popular amongst young people because it's free on mobile. Uh, I'm not saying adults don't play it, but I can attest to this from a, uh, even a coworker that I work with. She's got a kid who's obsessed with this Among Us game right now, right? This, these little bean people. It's kind of like the obsession with Fall Guys, but the difference is Fall Guys cost money to play. It was free on PlayStation for a month when it came out, but Among Us is free on mobile. Again, mobile! Mobile games with kids! It's so popular. And it's exploded to the point where hundreds of thousands of people are playing this game at any given time. It's been very popular with kids. And then Hades, making a very surprising uh, rise in popularity. I knew that game was going to be popular in a niche community, because it's a roguelike game, if you haven't heard of Hades. Uh, but that's just, it's rogue. It's roguelike. So I was expecting it to be very niche, but it's actually far more popular than I expected it to be. So good for it, because it's an indie game, so good for it. If you haven't heard about it, you can check it out. It's, it's a more adult-themed oriented game where you play as like, uh, uh, like the prince of the underworld or something like that. I think you're trying to like get out of the underworld and ascend to the heavens, to Mount Olympus or something like that. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think that's the premise. I actually don't know a ton about it. And then the next up after that is finally we get down to Fortnite eventually. And you can kind of go down the list um, to the point where eventually you start getting to like sports games and Roblox and that kind of thing. 
But it's been very interesting. I'm looking at these games, and what I came here prepared to talk about is a lot of what you see in the Let's Play community being very child-oriented, when with thumbnails being bright, colorful, exaggerated facial features, the type of thing you might expect to be appealing to kids um, is kind of the new norm. Uh, censoring out swear words and videos uh, is the new norm, or not, or trying to avoid swearing at all is the new norm, with a number of exceptions, uh, a number of legacy YouTubers that have been around for long enough that they've already been uh, shadow whitelisted by YouTube. YouTube claims there's no such thing as a whitelist, but like, I mean, it it's all but known that that's a lie. <laughs> that that's a lie. Um, I, maybe the maybe YouTube corporate actually doesn't even know that the algorithm itself has figured out <laughs> a way to create whitelist blacklist, and, and they just and, and the algorithm itself is now officially in charge. It's become a sentient being. But um, I don't know. My rising concern is this this uh, children's content on on YouTube overtaking a lot of the most played games and the most listened to music. And my concern for that isn't that any of those videos or games or any of that shouldn't be popular. My concern is that will it leach into the popularity and success of other genres on the platform, um, especially in terms of how advertisers behave on the platform. Maybe none of this makes sense. Maybe you're going to disagree with me. It's just something that I've had on my mind a lot because I know Garena Free Fire is popular with kids. I know Minecraft is popular with kids. It's popular with everybody. But again, we're just looking at kids' content here, right? I know Fortnite has popularity with kids. I know Among Us especially. Roblox is on this list. Further down than usual, it gets more popular in the evenings, I think. Roblox is on here. It's always on the list somewhere. Uh, some very popular games. And it's something to keep an eye on. In my opinion, it's something to keep an eye on probably in every genre. I talk about Let's Plays because gaming is something that's popular with everybody, but again, especially with kids, and keeping an eye on how it affects even movies and shows or even uh, education content on the platform. I'm keeping an eye on it. I'm wondering about the future of YouTube as it moves in this family-friendly, advertiser-friendly, uh, kid-oriented content, even though it, in theory, isn't kid-oriented especially as someone who has not spent any time on the uh, kids app, the YouTube uh, kids app. They have an app specifically for kids that you can use if you have, like say you have children and you're like, I want my kids to watch YouTube videos or they want to watch YouTube videos, but I don't want them to watch, you know, just anything on YouTube. So there is a kids app. I don't know how good it is. I don't know how good it is at filtering out uh, kids stuff from adult stuff. I'm, I have no idea. I bet you though i bet you baby sharks on there and i bet i bet you that's part of its success anyway that's been my little rant and concern about kids content on youtube i don't know i don't know if that was interesting to you let me know let me know if that was interesting to you or not but that's going to do it for uh today's episode uh maybe tomorrow we'll talk about more games or shows or something i need to i need to watch I need to watch some more of that uh, BNA or Legend of Korra stuff. I need to tell you more about my Shadowrun stuff. So maybe we'll get into some more experiences like that starting tomorrow. Thank you all so much for listening to A Hasty Podcast. You've been listening to A Hasty Podcast. Check us out on Anchor, on Breaker, on Pocket Cast, on Radio Public, on Spotify. Check us out. 
Uh, hopefully you can search A Hasty Podcast, find it pretty easily that way. Uh, hit me up on Twitter if you want to give me a shout at Weston Hasty. Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate you. And until next time, have a good morning and wash your hands. All right, I'm out of here. Bye.